Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Amy is a devoted wife and mother with a passion for Jesus and a heart for those with shattered lives. She's an inspirational speaker, author, and teacher who humbly bears the scars of a broken life to reveal the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Amy's desire is for you to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Now, here's Amy Elaine Martinez. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez, and I am so glad that you've joined me today for today's Real Victory Radio show. Remember, Real Victory Radio is designed to help you get ready and equipped for an authentic life of real victory. And today I have a real victory story to share with you today. I hope that it will encourage you to be strong and courageous, to walk in wholeness and live in victory in your own life, in the hard things that come your way. Last week, we talked about kind of a, some, a hard issue about healing from abortion. And this week, we're tackling another hard subject. But I know that you're going to be encouraged by my guest story. And as always, we're going to point you towards Jesus and towards the victory that is ours because of the cross. This week, my dear friend and special guest is Angela D. She's the author of Voiceless, Spencer's Story, A Mother's Journey, Raising a Son with Significant Needs. Y'all, I read this book right when it came out about two years ago in September of 2016, I believe, and it is powerful. It's hard to read for the the things that it's talking about. Angela has the most beautiful story, and I don't mean it's hard to read uh, literary, but uh, the story, the content, will the content, <laughs> yes, is a struggle and overcoming. So you get through the hard part of her story, and then she just really releases this beautiful story of how God shows up for us in every circumstance. So I want to tell you a little bit more about her before we introduce her and have her start talking on the show. Angela D's purpose is to encourage others who are facing life struggles to find healing. Her life motto is be brave, dream big. Ooh, I love that. As an author, speaker, and teacher, she has dreamed of writing a book since childhood, and now she has. A proud mother of three, her background in teaching and nursing care has helped with many hats that she wears, and she wears a lot of them. Angela has recently entered the empty nest season. So have I. It's an interesting one. But this has allowed her to reignite her passions with creating jewelry, writing, traveling, and some new things she has on the horizon. Angela enjoys all the outdoor activities in her home state of Colorado right here, where she has lived for 42 years. Wow. Connect with Angela D. at www dot angela d dot life that's www dot a n g e l a d e e dot life y'all we have been friends for a very long time and i was super excited to have her on the show today we have gone to church uh, at a church together for years we were uh, attended retreats together did bible studies together and i am so excited to have angela on the show today angela welcome thank you so much it's awesome to be here well, I'm excited to just dive in so that people can really hear about your story and know how you overcame so many things. And so I'm just going to ask you the first question. Okay. Since this all started in 2000, what have you experienced? Where have you experienced your biggest place of victory? 
I, you know, begin by telling us a little bit about more about the story and then tell us where, where you found your greatest victory. Okay. I would say my greatest victory is raising a severe special needs son, 24 seven care with two other children and uh, a very brief history of what happened. Uh, Spencer, my middle child was born normal. And uh, at six years old, he started getting some flu-like symptoms and within a matter of 10 days, neurologically declined from a normal six-year-old to an infant level. Um, and then we went two months in children's hospital and brought home a severely disabled child. So basically, he got a virus that crossed the blood-brain barrier and just ate away like a little Pac-Man. So he had a severe brain damage when we brought him home. And um, our status quo pretty much changed forever. We had to uh, enter a new normal. So that took some time. <laughs> How did sure. you find victory in that? Well, um, there's so, so many things that you learn in crisis and in grief. Uh, you absolutely have to walk with God or you, I started going down a downward spiral when I was angry with God. And um, how do you find victory? You just keep going after the Lord and you keep uh, waking up and talking to him and being in the word and being supported by people around you, uh, putting one foot in front of the other. Sometimes you just have to live minute by minute and day by day. You can't look too far into the future. You can't stay stuck in the past. Uh, you need to move from a victim mode, which a lot of people get into in grief or in crisis, and you need to move beyond that to victorious, uh, because that's what God wants us to do. Uh, he doesn't want us to stay stuck there. Uh, so I I find victory in just living every day uh the way God wants me to, following what he wants me to do. I wake up and I say, you know, where do you want me to go today? And what do you want me to do for you? Uh, and that's the only way I have learned to live because uh, if you live in your flesh, usually that's disappointing. <laughs> yes, it can be very disappointing. Because, uh, we often disappoint ourselves and life often disappoints us. And the thing that I heard you say in that was that you were angry with God and, you, you know, we all at some point in our lives are going to be angry. And it, I think that somebody needs to hear today that it's okay to be angry with him. We don't want to stay angry, right. but how do you overcome that part of it? Can you speak into that? I know that wasn't on our agenda today, yeah. but I there, think that's important. Well, there was a lot of anger, obviously, because you're, you're asking God, why did you allow this to happen to my child? Right. Um, and what I learned is that, Illness is just part of living in a fallen world, and God didn't want this to happen to my Spencer. Right. Uh, and he was walking with me through it from the very beginning. Uh, but he did know way back before either of us were either born, were, were even born, that this was going to happen because I yeah. can see how he um, took me through the steps to become Spencer's mother. But as far as anger goes, I can remember at one point going down to the railroad tracks. We lived a mile away from the railroad tracks and just screaming at the top of my lungs as the trains went by because I didn't want people to think I was crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and then just feeling very remorseful and apologizing to God because I was screaming at God. And what I realized in that is that God can handle it. If anybody can handle it, 
He's got it. I love that. Yeah. He is so good. I think that there are times in our lives when we are in crisis mode and when chaos is surrounding us that God shows up just to remind us that he can handle it, that he is there. Were there any aha moments where God showed up, where there was a turning point for you? Other, I mean, that was a great one, the, the railroad tracks. Is there any other aha moments that you can think of? Uh, there's so many. But the one I guess I would like to share, uh, my two children and husband had gone out of town for a weekend and I was home with Spencer and it gave me a real just time with the Lord to dig into my grief. I, I was so angry and I was trying to come back to the Lord and he impressed upon me to go through every room in my house and just clean it out and make it a more godly home. So I started in the storeroom and I went through some of the kids things and I found Spencer's journal from kindergarten and I opened it up and it said, uh, I have the best mom in the universe in his cute little fanatic kindergarten writing. (laughs) And I just lost it. I laid on the floor and bawled and bawled and, um, finally just gave it up to the Lord and said, you know what? Um, you've got to get me through this. And right after that, uh, Barlow's girl, never alone came on the radio And that kind of became one of my theme songs. And uh, to heal even further, I was in a dance class at that time. And so my dance teacher choreographed a dance to Never Alone. And she had me perform it um, at our recital that year. I think you did that at our retreat one year, at a women's retreat. Was that the dance that you uh, did? That was a different one. Well, that was beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you. I have a, a... gotten a lot of healing through dance and worship. So I think that the creative arts are a great way for us to heal and to just connect with God. Absolutely. On a deeper level. Is there something that you'd like to add to that? Maybe I know you have a lot of things going on in your bio. We talked about how you have moved into a new season and have, you know, been able to reconnect in some different creative ways. How, how are you doing that now? What does that look like? And how's it bringing you healing at this point? Uh, well, I started making jewelry when Spencer was, uh, when I was home with him for those 14 years and that kind of became a small business, but then that led into painting and pottery and, Oh, I don't do any of those things. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, so now I find that God keeps putting me in people's crisis or people coming out of crisis. And so, uh, what I want to do is help women who, have been in a situation like mine or coming out of crisis, move from victim to victor. And I would like to do that with a creative process to help them heal so that they can find what their purpose is and pursue that with passion. You know, but we need healing to be able to get to that point. And I know because I've walked all those steps. God wants us to be joyful. I mean, he wants us to enjoy life and not be stuck. And so how can we get there? I love that you brought that up about how God wants us to be joyful and how he wants us to, you know, walk in our calling. We're actually going to be talking about that, I think, next week on the show about walking in your calling, walking in the freedom that God, you know, isn't trying to hide that from you. He wants us to walk in it. So there's a plug for next week's show if you want to listen to that. (laughs) Great. I think that when we're trying to heal, that there are things that, you know, we just need to get away a little bit in our minds and those creative things, whether it's dance or pottery or writing or 
you know, hiking, whatever it is for you, get out there and do something. If you're hurting today, get out there and do something that is going to help you to, you know, get your eyes off your problem, Mm -hmm. off the issue, off the chaos and the crisis and get your eyes back on God and just rest in him. Exactly. All right. For the mom out there that is in a situation where they see no way out or the depressed and anxiety ridden person who cannot seem to get out of the pit, what advice would you have? I know we're kind of jumping out in different directions, but what advice would you have for somebody who just feels like there's no way out? The situation is too hard. I talk a lot about on the show that my writing and the show are for the woman who or the person who feels like their their situation can't change or they themselves can't change if if you know the, if it's addiction or something within themselves that is going on so what would you say what advice would you have for the person who is in that situation well for me i've i've had to deal with depression there was at one point as you will find in my book that i had a weekend where i was suicidal because i thought i cannot even look at doing this 10 years, let alone another two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so what did I do? I went back to the Lord. I went back to the word. I got very involved in church. I had a good support system there. Uh, I found some very good accountability partners. Uh, really, it's just having a daily conversation with God. Sometimes if you can't even pray, just calling out his name and saying, Jesus, there's so much power in there the name is of power Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And, uh, you know, there were days I couldn't pray, but I could say Jesus, or I could hold on to my Bible, even if I couldn't open it, you know, um, baby steps. And, uh, then there's people that God just brings into your life and speaks into you when you least expect it. There would be people showing up at my door to clean the carpets that were, you know, um, talking to me about God or, uh, volunteers that were coming in that spoke a word to me that I needed to hear for the day. Thank God I had people coming in and helping me out with Spencer all the time because, um, that was so much my support community is amazing and family. I have family here as well. So don't isolate when you're in that depressed state, you need to get out of isolation. You need to really get yourself in the word, get a good support system Pray when you can. Um, talk to people if you can go to counseling. Uh, I got grief counseling. I was in counseling for quite some time. Um, do things that make you alive. You know, find out what some of your passions are and and do those things. May I have your book? Sure. We're in the studio. She's got it on the table. <laughs> Y'all, Voiceless, A Mother's Journey, Raising a Son with Significant Needs. Spencer's story is such a beautiful story and there's so much more that we're not even going to be able to really get to all of it. But I want you to know that this book, I read it in, I don't know, I think three sittings. I couldn't put it down. It was so good. And there's so much, it seems like it's, you know, it's such a hard topic. And for someone who's dealing with that, there's so much hope in your book for them to find. So I want to encourage you guys to go to Angela's website and get her book because if you do, she's offering 20% off. I think I'm saying this right. And yeah. it's a signed copy. So there you have it. And especially if you are a mom or a parent who is struggling with a special needs or severely handicapped child that you 
need some encouragement, this book will encourage you, I promise. So go to her website at AngelaD.life and get that, and she'll even sign it for you. And if you send her an email through her website, she'll probably write you a really sweet note, too. No pressure. (laughs) So, okay, let's. the thing that I heard you say in that was baby steps, and it reminds me of a song, and I can't think of who it's by right now, but she says, baby steps and short breaths. Sometimes that's what we need to get through the the points of crisis, Mm -hmm. those baby steps and the small steps just one day at a time. So thank you for encouraging our listeners with just some practical ways of seeing their situation in a different light. Okay. Caring for a significant needs child can be demanding and oftentimes relentless. I can imagine that it would feel like there's no way out. What have you learned about self-care through all your years of caregiving? And what's your next thing? Where do you feel like God's calling you to minister now? We've touched on that. Yeah. Uh, self-care is so important because if you don't fill yourself up, you have nothing to give. And I'm sure any mom out there has been at this place, uh, but you just need to make time to take care of yourself because nobody is going to do it for you. That's what I learned. So you have to put that into your schedule, just like you do everything else. Uh, and if you are married, uh, make at a point to have a date night, like once a month or once a week or whatever your schedule can allow, um, because you need to foster that relationship too. That will help your children. Uh, but also just, I basically went to a holistic doctor and she said, your, your adrenals are maxed out. So we need to get you figured out. And it all started from there. So I used a lot of holistic medicine, but also uh, exercise and deep breaths, breathing in peace, breathing out stress. I have a niece that says, you cannot worry and pray at the same time. Oh, that's good. You cannot worry and pray at the same time. So make your choice. Yeah. So let's pray. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I like those practical steps about scheduling your self-care time because it's so important that we remain filled up so that we can pour out to those around us. And you said schedule it, like make an appointment on your calendar, in your phone, even if it's for 15 minutes or five, if that's really all you have, take that time, schedule it so that you can refocus on God and look to him to fill your needs because we get depleted, right? We get depleted. So what is this next thing that you feel like we've, I mean, we keep talking about it and I kind of want to help you just define it. And what does it look like? We've said that you want to work with women, that you want to just help them walk through their grief. Is there anything specific that you're doing towards that right now? Uh, well, I have a friend, uh, uh, that has also written a book and we are getting ready to do a kind of a day retreat with women and it will be on self-care in May. That's kind of the beginning of this whole process. But um, I'm also working with a friend who is an artist and I would like to do a retreat on, it's called painting with the Holy spirit and it's very healing. Uh, I've, I've done the class several times. Um, So it's all just kind of loosely in the planning stages right now, but I really want to take women like I said, through a creative process to help them heal. And as they're healing, I am in hopes that they will find their their purpose where God is leading them. Uh, 
in their lives. So Ooh, that sounds really beautiful and so needed for women because there's so many different kinds of crisis. It, your crisis may not be, you know, a special needs child or a sick child. It might be an aging parent. Or it might be a divorce. It may be a prodigal. Right. You know, we're talking about that in a couple of weeks on the show, or we did talk about it a couple of weeks ago on this show. And everybody has a crisis. Right. I know that our pastor from the church that we both used to go to used to say, we're not here to be comfortable. Right. We are not here to be comfortable. <laughs> we are here to offer out comfort to other people. And when we can remain self you know, filled up within ourselves with Jesus, we can pour that out to other people. So it sounds like that retreat's going to be a really good thing. Well, thank you. I, hope I, so. I think that's awesome. All right. So if there were a life quote or a favorite scripture that you have, what would it be? Well, my faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see Hebrews 11, one, because whenever I prayed for Spencer's healing, I would always think, I I really don't know what the plan is, yeah, you can't but see it. Uh, you have to have blind faith. You know, I, I know um, God's heart is to heal. Uh, I kind of look at life as kind of a stage uh, with a play going on. Like what scene are you in in your life right now? Are you in crisis? Are you on mountaintop glory? Uh, we can see our circumstances and what's going on, but what's behind the curtain. There's always things going on behind the scenes and God is always working in your circ circumstances, in your situation. So he's always there right there with you, but he's also working behind the scenes. And we never know how all the pieces fit together, but sometimes that's where blind faith comes in. You just have to trust that. Yeah. I love that scripture. We're going to I'm going to do a couple of announcements and then okay. we're going to pray because I want to pray for the listeners. And so today I just want to thank you for making Real Victory Radio a part of your day. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation between Angela and I. I really think that we have to be able to remember how to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. So if that's you, we're going to pray for you in just a moment. Before we pray, though, I want to remind you that there are resources available at amyelaine.com. And what Angela was just talking about, that unveiling, that behind the curtain, I just did a speaking engagement where I talked about that very thing, that we oh, wow. can always know that God is at work behind the scenes. So if you want to check that out, you can. You can become a prayer partner and join us in the Victory Movement to help us keep Real Victory Radio on the air. You can follow me at all the places, and you can follow Angela, too, at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest, and you can catch up on any Real Victory radio shows that you've missed. Today's show was sponsored by Sonic Inspection Corporation. If you are a facility management executive or a building owner, then Sonic Inspection can help you maintain the integrity of your building. Sonic Inspection Corporation is a non-invasive commercial fire sprinkler inspection company delivering advanced code compliant inspection services for all commercial facilities. You can learn more about them by calling 303-882-0004 or by visiting their website at sonicinspection.com. Basically, they scan fire sprinkler systems in 
commercial grade buildings and check for corrosion to make sure that the fire sprinklers are working. That is something that we all need. So if you know a building owner or are a facility manager, Sonic is the key for you. All right, Angela, let's pray. Okay. Sounds good. Mm. Father God, I just thank you so much for Angela and the story that you've written upon her life and that she's been so willing to share it with others. I pray that you would continue to bless and strengthen her in her new endeavors. And Lord, we pray for the listeners right now who are in a place where they are dealing with depression, anxiety, crisis, chaos, whatever it is that's going on in their lives. I pray that they would see you, see you clearly. And I thank you that you're going to show up in their situation. And Lord, I just pray you pray for a real victory radio. I pray that it just spreads like wildfire wildfire. You say that there is so much power in the testimonies. So Lord, just please keep bringing testimonies to the listeners and uh, bring this show to all the ears that need to hear it. And I just thank you for Amy Elaine and her ministry in Jesus name. Lord, we just pray comfort and peace and healing over the lives of the listeners today that you would show up and show out in a big way that they would know that you were there. Y'all, thank you for joining us for Real Victory Radio today. It has been a great show, and I appreciate you so much for listening in. We had a great conversation today, yes, Angela. Thank you so much. Thanks it's so much for listening to Real Victory Radio. We hope you were encouraged and equipped by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Please go to amyelaine.com to find out how to receive Amy's resources, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. You can also listen to podcasts and see where Amy will be speaking. Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. They depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to amyelaine.com for ways you can partner with Amy in reaching listeners with the power to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Please tune in again next Saturday at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez.